This episode of Tend Her Wild is being sponsored by Revival in downtown Iowa City. Revival is a woman-owned apparel and clothing store for women with a curated selection of new and used vintage clothing. A place where a group of badass ladies can help you own your own personal expression no matter the budget. Revival is independently owned and operated by Sheila Davison, who is a fierce advocate for women's health rights. We love you, Sheila. Inspired by the question, we ask each of our guests, we partnered with local jewelry designer Made Community to create a special earring design called the Door Collection. You can find these pieces in store or online at Revival, Iowa City this season. Which door did you go through to become a wild woman? You can wear the earrings that match that. Who were you before you lost your wild self? That's what we're helping you explore on the Tend Her Wild podcast. Through questions and tools around how best to listen to your inner voice, rewild ourselves, and live the most authentic life where we thrive instead of survive. I'm Betsy. And I'm Kate. And we're so glad you've joined us for this episode. Tend her wild listeners. Happy New Year. On the day of this recording, we're four fresh days into 2023. And so Kate and I thought it would be a fitting day to explore New Year's resolutions. Do we do them? Do we not do them? What are, are they, alternatives? Do they I just work? Told you they're dead. Yeah, Kate's like, they're dead. <laughs> So we're going to start out by talking about just the the science of New Year's resolutions, a little bit of the data, talk a bit about Kate and I's relationship to New Year's resolutions, and then um, maybe ways to think about it differently. Yeah. So uh, 40% of people set New Year's resolutions. That and, seems high to me. And it's actually, if you look at breakout in age, 60% of young people ages 18 to 34 set New Year's resolutions. Because we get wiser <laughs> as we get older. you still think they work when you're 20 years old. Yeah, those young people. Now, most people quit in the first week <laughs> after they set their resolution. Yeah. They quit in the first week and only 9% of people actually successfully keep their resolutions. 9%. 9%. Mm. So it's pretty, you know, yeah. not so great. Not, not great. So, Kate, was there a time when you were a New Year's resolution girl? Oh, yeah. <laughs> In my youth, oh, yeah. I, oh, I always had one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sometimes more than one. You were um, a high achiever. <laughs> I was a high achiever. Yes. If it was expected by January 1st, I would have delivered it. Um, but, yeah, I think in the last five Probably even, if I'm being honest, probably five to 10 years, I kind of, I always reflect, mm -hmm. but it became more of a reflection period for me rather than a resolution period mm -hmm. because I did see how um, they weren't effective for me, um, for sure. Um, but I, I think you have to experience that to like get to the point where you're like, well, what would work for me? What is, what is it I need at the beginning of this fresh year? Yeah. And I think it is an important time to reflect but what you do with that and how you how you move into the new year with um, energy and and we've talked a little bit already mm -hmm. this morning about where your energy goes. Um, I think that's where you find success because um, 
you have to be honest with yourself too. A lot of times resolutions are just what we think society wants for us. They're not even maybe really authentic. They're not coming from our own truth. Yeah. No. Well, I'm just realizing that um, January 1 is so arbitrary. It's there's not, so, it's, right. There's so many other times calendar. for you to like think yeah. about, oh, I'd like to reassess my life and maybe make some changes. Why January 1? And if you think about energetically, this is like the worst time of year to, to be like motivated to make changes. I mean, yeah. this is the We're dormant. Inward. We are supposed to be inward and yes. quiet and slow down and not really doing much not and napping our resolutions from and the not, right? Like yeah. creating a 10 point plan for how our life is going to improve in the next 30 days. So um, I actually just listened to, in terms of 2023, if you're listening to this right now, um, that I, I listened to sort of an energy report of someone who's very tuned into the sort of energetics right now. And they said that really nothing starts to move energetically until about March. And so for all of us in January and February, we're supposed to lay low. We're supposed to rest. This person said, if you can maybe not work until January 19, that would be ideal, right? So there's this whole sense of like, don't push yourself right now. Don't force anything. Like just use this time to lay fallow so that once spring comes, spring is probably the ideal time to work with intention setting or resolutions, if we're going to call them that. Um, but I, January is like, no, it's, it's like not good. And you, you sense that yeah. like, I've always, who wants that, to get out and go work out every day right now? Right. You want to like right. lay in your warm bed. I've heard a few times this year read, um, about moving into the new year in a gentle way, mm. like gently move into the new year. Maybe it's the chaos of the last few years. That's kind of changing our outlook. But I loved that, that idea of gentleness because there is so much pressure we put on ourselves. Yes. And if you are resting, if you are catching up from the chaos of the holidays or whatever, that being gentle with yourself is probably the best thing you could do yeah. right now. Slowing down and listening. Doing less, not more. Yeah. And so resolutions tend to be the opposite of that. Um, and so I think just giving ourselves permission to do what we need yeah. is really the best we can yeah. do at this point in time. Yeah. And I'm with you. I, when, when I was in that age range of 18 to 34, I for sure would January one, get out my journal and yep. read back and then like not come up with one resolution, but like oh, 10 multiple. of them. Yes. Multiple. Right. Um, and then figure out how I was going to right? Mm-hmm. And just the insanity of that. And then it always sets you up to feel guilt or shame that you didn't follow through. Right. And the research shows to most of people's New Year's resolutions come out of something that they don't like about themselves. Like, I want to lose the weight or I want to not be so uh, lazy. I want to get out and do more. And so it's coming from a place of like negativity. negativity. And when you set intentions from negativity, they never bear out. Right. right? Yeah. Never. So if we're wanting to change and shift some kind of habit, it has to come from a place of, of positivity versus I hate the fact that I'm, you know, in this dead end job or right. Like right. It, that doesn't, that doesn't, that's not a motivator for, for anyone according right. to the research. So I like the idea of what do you want to manifest mm. in the, maybe it's the coming year, but maybe it's in the coming several years. You know, what do you want to manifest next in your life? Because you have to envision it. And yeah, imagination is imagine key. Imagine it and dream it and 
and be conscious about it. And then it, putting that out into the world, then your energy starts to move toward that, what you want to manifest. And I think that's mm-hmm. such a, feels much more um, positive to me. And I think back, and I know I shared on the podcast recently about my job, but I feel like a year ago I manifested, I put that manifestation out. I, I'm not sure when. Nature will decide when and how. Mm. But we have to decide what. Mm. And so um, I think that using this time to really, and they don't even have to be big things. Um, you know, jobs are big things, careers and relationships, they might be big, but they might be small things. Like I want more, I want to practice greater self-love. Yeah. I'm going to manifest that. And, and then, you know, as you put that out there for yourself, your energy starts to go there and you start to see opportunities to practice that and and do, do little things that bring you that. So, well, I do think that imagination and daydreaming Mm -hmm. is so powerful And I don't think we do it anymore because we have stupid phones, (laughs) right? Like, like I think about, we don't allow ourselves to be bored or to even just sort of stare out of a window Mm -hmm. and, you know, just let our mind quiet because there's always some stimulation. There's always something to bite onto now with how we can surf the internet and I do think imagination is what can draw us into the life that we need to be living, to what we want to manifest. And I just read recently, and I think this is so beautiful, imagination is feminine consciousness. So if you're working with your feminine energy, growing that, stepping into the wild woman, like we have to use imagination. Like our standpoint, our viewpoint, what we're trying to bring into the world has to come from this imaginal realm. Mm-hmm. Um, but we've all been taught imagination is whimsy or it's not real or it's something people. you can't trust. or yeah. um, And so I think we don't carve out the time for it. I also think that it's the only way to really manifest something that's authentic to you. It's from I'm, the imaginal realm. Yeah, I've been kind of laughing, and and I I do even working with people. I I am a believer in vision boards and like putting visually things up that you want, mm-hmm. so that you walk by them every day. You see them, and but now we have tools <laughs> online that are like create a beautiful vision board, and and then your phone feeds you what you should want, oh, and suddenly it's not even it's not even authentic. yours anymore. It's, what should I want? Phone, tell me what should I want? Yeah. And so um, the only real way is to be quiet and to listen yeah. and to imagine and dream with, without yeah. any external. That's why I love the possibility of, of giving permission to all of us in these early months of the year to maybe do less, mm-hmm. like use the season of winter to do less and rest more and just sort of let your mind sort of draw you into what you're curious about versus that fast, like how do we all get off the treadmill? How do we all, mm-hmm. how do we all pace back a little bit so that these internal, um, you know, intuitive impulses can come through because they can't come through when we're, you know, setting our goals for the year and how we're going to implement them and what has to get accomplished in our to-do list. Like that's your left brain. We're talking about right brain, um, intuitive sort of knowing. 
Yeah. I think it's also a good time of the year to tap into gratitude. You know, and so even looking back at the last couple of years, like we ought to we be had some rough years. We should be proud of ourselves for being surviving here right yeah. now. For you know, being where we're at and everything that we've all collectively gone through, individually gone through. And it's okay to have some gratitude for for just that. For just yeah. the fact that we're here. And so I also think there's a, a level of um, we're always looking on to the next thing and what, what do I need more of and more and more mm-hmm. and more. Mm-hmm. We're really, we know scientifically more joy comes from being present and being grateful for what is yeah. already ours and yeah. what we've already accomplished. And so I think that's a, a powerful practice right now too yeah. is gratitude. Yeah. And the other piece that I... I've been, you know, clearly I have been uh, committed to the science of behavior change since I've been in the business of behavior change for 20 plus years. And my whole perspective on it has really shifted in the last several years. I mean, I was trained in cognitive behavioral therapy, which means you change your thoughts, you change your life. And there's some benefit to it, but I definitely can also acknowledge its limitations. It's like we've become automons thinking that if we just create the right goals, we create the right thoughts, we create the right plan, we create the right behaviors, then our life is going to work. And I really believe that our mind doesn't shift us. We can't think our way out of our problems. It's, it's an energetic shift. It's a, it's a, it's grace. It's something bigger than us. Um, but when we sort of buy into the fact that we can control our thoughts and our goals and what we manifest, I think that is part of the problem mm-hmm. that we believe we're in charge of all of it. Cause we're, we're, <laughs> we're not. actually not. Um, so if you look at all the research on behavior change, the psychological research, the one thing that comes through is that behavior change is hard. There's no easy formula. There's no one bulletproof way to make things happen. It's so individualized. But what has come forth for me, and the research would bear this out, is that it's all about your concept of identity. Like, who are you? Who do you think you are? Who do you want to be? then let your behaviors come out of that. And I think this is so beautiful. Like we have to start with our identity first. We have to start with that beautiful soul question of who am I? And when we know who we are or who we desire to be, then everything flows from that instead of us like coming up with this, like, well, I mind, right. Using our mind, our linear thought to create it versus like visualizing, imagining, feeling into who am I? Who do I want to be? What kind of person do I want to become? Yeah. And it, it takes me back to dropping into our hearts. Yeah. It's really so much of what we're drawn to when we drop down from our mind to our hearts where we used to be when we were kids. That's why yeah. imagining us kids. It's just you know, all they it's, do. It's, it's, it's yeah, all they do. It makes me feel a certain way because I'm, t- I'm in touch with my heart. And so getting back to that state where you really do think about what it is that you are drawn to. What does your mm-hmm. soul want? What does your heart want mm-hmm. versus your head? Mm-hmm. It, it, you can't deny it. You <laughs> it, can't it is, deny it. Once you tap into it, it is there. It is, 
and and that's where you the journey becomes easier because what you need shows up because it matches what it is your heart wants. Yeah. Um, our head can screw with us all day long. Oh, and then God, our head is so and, good at yeah. messing with us. Yeah. So, yeah, the key question I tend to ask my clients and the people I work with is, who do you want to become? So, like, it's it's not like, what do I want to manifest? It's like, I want to become the kind of person who. It's like, fill in the blank. I want to become the kind of person who... Uh, wakes up with a grateful heart. I want to become the kind of person who follows my instincts more. I want to become the kind of person who uh, stays grounded in my own truth. I want to become, right? So it's not, it's really not like these are my goals. It's like I want to become, because if you, becoming, if you are the kind of person who values health, then you're naturally going to eat well and you're naturally going to go to bed on time and you're naturally going to exercise because you are the kind of person who values health. You see what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like everything just flows out of that um, versus I want to lose 10 pounds. Right. Yeah. There. Yeah. So hopefully there's, there's some wisdom here for all of us to, to look at this yeah. beginning of the year differently. Yeah. Um, yeah. And support each other in that too, because sometimes well, they say like um, 85% of people who do this work together. So if you have a group, buddy, group so consciousness, you're gonna, you're yes, buddy. yes. And because also communicating to someone else, this is this is what I am uh, manifesting. This is what I hope mm. to. This is my dream. Mm. Um, it makes it more real. Yeah. Okay. I know it was for me, like sharing certain things with yeah. you last year. Like it's, I'm putting it out there. Yeah. Okay. So not to put you on the spot, but I'm going to. Um, at the start of this new year, for you, Kate, I want to become the kind of person who. Lives authentically in all aspects of my life. Mm. Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. And I, I can already, as I say that, my body's literally Yeah, I was like, going to say what's happening in you. Well, you're like, just saying that, it's like choices will become, prioritizing will become easier. Choices yeah. will become easier. Yeah. Like you can almost feel like these images come up of like what that will be. Yeah. Me, what I yeah. will let go of. Well, I, I no longer need to do that because that's not authentic yeah. to me. I'm going to have probably a year of kind of shedding some of that because mm-hmm. I've been very programmed and, and I've operated differently and I am going to have more autonomy. So I'm going to have more choice, which is scary as hell. Mm, yeah. but, but I also think there's, there's power in the authenticity of that for me that I'm excited about. Mm. How about you? All right, I'm going to take a moment to just breathe. Mine was like and right settle there. in. <laughs> I want to become the kind of person who has more internal space and rest and joy. I want to become the kind of person who just has more space in me. So it's not even like in, I'm, I know it'll manifest in my external life as well. Um, so it also feels to me like a year of shedding. And it feels like shedding not only expectations from the outer world, but more my own. It's mm-hmm. It's all about my expectations for myself or for how I function or what I accomplish or 
what I do, um, like getting out from underneath that and just giving myself space and rest and joy and fun and yeah, seeing if I'm committed to creating that space. Like I, what's coming up for me right now is that, you know, I'm an avid meditator. So I will get up and create that space for myself every morning, 15, 20, you know, if it's a slow morning, maybe 30 minutes, although that doesn't seem if I'm being honest, hasn't happened in a little bit that I've done a full 30 minutes. So I create that space and I have been living under the assumption that that's enough. And it's not, at least not for me at this stage in my life. Like I need more space to daydream. I need more space to do nothing. I've never been a do nothing girl. Let's, can we like, I want to just do nothing. I want to lay on a couch. I want to, you know, be in my backyard and lay in a hammock. I don't want to be so (laughs) damn like productive all the time. Right. So I'm just feeling like I want to create more space for myself. I want to be the kind of kind of person who's very spacious. Mm, It's beautiful. Mm -hmm. I was alone in my house uh, last week and I, I, I get that doesn't happen a lot, but I was kind of excited about it. And I remember thinking to myself, I'm just going to putter around, which mm. I don't ever just putter around. I don't even really know what that means, but it felt like <laughs> I can just, <laughs> I don't even know what that means. I, it just means that you're not, you just kind of see you what have no goal. You have no, goal. Goal. there's no, right. Just, I'm not cleaning the laundry room. I'm just puttering. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, um, mm. there's and and, and, that word I associate with like old age. Mm. And then I started thinking, well, I don't have to be an old woman to putter. Like I can just not, Mm -hmm. I can do that now. Like I I don't Mm -hmm. have to. And I'm realizing this is um, actually so much of the wild woman's path because both you and I have been acculturated in a very masculine culture and we both bought into that. And that masculine culture is accomplishment and productivity and power and, you know, goals and, you know, do, 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 do. And it's almost like I want to take back um, the feminine mystery of rest and openness and intuition and like the feminine path is very circular. There's like no outcome. It's just like puttering. (laughs) I'm going to like just circularly putter and see what comes from this. And, um, I think that I am at a point where I want to feel and explore that. In Um, the quiet, the answers come. Yeah. And if we don't have quiet not just in the morning yeah right your half hour your 20 yeah. minutes in the morning but you never have it throughout the rest of your day yeah then the answers don't the things that you need that you desire that you want there's no space for those to mm. to manifest and then i think we're more at the mercy of our culture mm-hmm. and our culture will tell us this is what, what it needs want. what we should do what we should accomplish what we should look like what we should buy And we can all agree that our culture is massively imbalanced and messed up. So if we're letting our culture, culture dictate our life path, we're in trouble. (laughs) Absolutely. So space. So I want to be the kind of person who is very spacious internally and externally. Mm, I love that. Yeah. Maybe we can both, um, 
support each other in that too. Absolutely. I think there's, there's benefit in, in that and checking in on how are you yeah. doing with that? Betsy? How's your space going, <laughs> Betsy? Yeah. Um, yeah. It's good to have an accountability, not even accountability, just a, someone who, um, is cheering you on to do what you need. Yeah, exactly. Right? So listeners are, um, our encouragement to you today is to give yourself as much downtime and rest time in these next two months, mm-hmm. you know, take some time to slow down, rest, imagine, be in gratitude, putter, putter, <laughs> be gentle with, be yourself. gentle with yourself, um, and sort of see what emerges for you around who you want to be. And once you start to get more clear and I want to become the kind of person who then trust that the things that you need to manifest or the things that are you're meant to manifest will start to show up. Yeah. It's going to be a beautiful year. Yes. Here we come. 2023. Thanks everyone. Do you need some rewilding? All of us actually do. Rewilding is what brings us back to our true essence and our most authentic nature. So you might secretly be on this rewilding path, listening to these podcasts or reading books by other wild women, or you may have been traversing this path for a while. What Kate and I both know so well is that there is something very powerful when we come into community with others who are also doing the work. So for a full week, we would love, Kate and I would love to have you join us in the wilds of Costa Rica. This yoga meditation inner work retreat is not just for women, it's for any human who has desire to clear out the old and tune into your body, heart, and intuition. What you'll get is daily yoga, meditation, healing energy sessions with me, a one-on-one coaching session with Kate during the week, time for walks on the beach, kayaking, lying by the pool, amazing organic food, and walks around this gorgeous property in Nosara, Costa Rica. Are you ready to rewild? Are you ready to join with your instinctive life and your deepest knowing? We'd love to have you join us. You can find out all the information on how to do this in the show notes today. Join us. And now the amazing singer-songwriter, Lissy Morris with Wild West. Thanks for joining us today. If you like this podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review. Come back and rewild with us again next week. Bye.